The Make My Damn Movie Podcast contains explicit language. Listener discretion advised. Here we go. Film, entertainment, screenplay, Mark Reynolds, Tom Swain. This is Make My Damn Movie. In a bit, I will share what writing style works for me, Uh and I have put a label on it. Oh. So it will be used far and wide after I tell you what the label is in Uh Hollywood. Interesting. At least I think it will be. Now, the Make My Damn Movie podcast still up there in the top 10% of all podcasts globally. Well over 2.5 million podcasts. Holy shit. Which leads me to thinking that we need something to memorialize this podcast. Something unique. You know what I'm talking about? We like need a something. Statue? Maybe. What about a diorama? <gasps> Remember that? Do kids still make dioramas yeah. in school? I loved making those, man. Did you guys do those? Yes. Yeah. I and loved the, them. Yeah, and the famous Simpsons episode with the uh, Telltale Heart oh, yeah. diorama. I loved making those, and that's just a cheap way to get a grade. Yeah. It really was. Easy. Just some cardboard and paper. I loved them so much that I made dioramas of kids making dioramas. <laughs> okay. I did love them. That's a bit extreme. I love doing that because I'm like, this is an easy grade. Yeah. I mean, it really to is. build something. But I do think this podcast is mega different from all other podcasts like of this type of format, right? Yeah. I've listened to other ones. Yeah. Exactly. We made a decision on the format and we've stuck with it, even though I had a few of my radio buddies (laughs) throw in their two cents along the way. But still, we kept to it, right? That's right. And they did. These radio idiots, man, they would just like, I know best. You know nothing. The reason I'm not in radio anymore is because of them. <laughs> so, Did they have the radio voice? Did they go, look, Mark, listen, you, listen, you got to do this. Let me tell you how to do it. Oh, here you go. Let me tell you how to do it. <laughs> That's a radio voice? That's not a radio voice. Really? But, you know, I'm surprised I didn't take some of their advice. I mean, a lot of people but say But you that. were a radio star. I was a radio star. But sometimes I get influenced a little bit. It's Seriously, with these people. Mm. I saw a Mr. Peanut commercial once uh-huh. and ended up wearing a monocle and top hat for <laughs> over a year. That's how highly suggestive it's I am. Scary. It's true, though. But yeah, these guys were like, here's what you need to do. And I'm thinking, yeah, I don't think you know anything. Because number one, you're still in radio. Right. So you're stupid as shit. <laughs> Listen, here's what you need to do. Get out of radio. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> so we've actually accomplished nothing. Mm-mm. We do not have anything to memorialize this fantastic, this fantastically formatted podcast. Yeah. Right? So we don't have that. That's not good. We were going to do a talking thing, a box. That's what we really need to do. Like the asshole button. I'm an asshole. 
So we were going to do that. But what were we going to put on it? I don't even remember. I don't remember. It was stupid. Ah! (laughs) I think it had to have been. Okay, let's talk to a screenwriter. You think? Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Make my damn movie writer's roundup. This is where we find out what other people are doing to shine a spotlight on their projects. And we chat with them. For a few minutes, and today we are lucky enough to have Diana Martwick with us. Hello, Diana. Hello, Diana. Hi, how are you guys doing? Doing good. good to see you. Very, very well. So first and foremost, how long have you been writing screenplays? A long time. What's a long time? (laughs) A long time. I like that answer. (laughs) They say a woman in Hollywood, you know, don't ever tell your age. (laughs) But um, I would say I started out writing a lot of novelistic stuff about 20 years ago, Uh but I had always wanted to move into screenplays. So I started learning how to write a few years ago. I would say it's been about four years now Mm -hmm. and then really started to take it very seriously and, and started trying to get as much stuff out there as I could write. Now, how many scripts would you currently consider completed? You know, I have at least five full feature movies and I think I have two pilots done. So I know there's people with a bigger inventory than I have, but I go back and I really try to rewrite my stuff. That's good. Thank you. I'm so glad to hear you say that. Oh my gosh. I hate people. I do. I hate people that say, (laughs) I got 500 screenplays, but they never go back. No, I think that you're always learning and growing and you gotta, you gotta go and look and see where you are. And so that's what I would, I'd say, you know, started screenplays probably over 20. Okay, I got you. You are a former attorney turned screenwriter, correct? Yes. Now, you have to do me a favor and share the reason why you ended up binge watching Breaking Bad. (laughs) I knew you were going to ask that question. It's so much fun. (laughs) So, um, I was an elected district attorney. I've actually been the only female that's ever held that particular job. Wow. Yeah. So that was fun. I like to, I like to be a bit of a groundbreaker. That's cool. Um, and just to let you know, I ran for DA because I didn't like the current guy and Uh I thought there's no way I'd ever win. So we have this like party campaign and I won by a landslide. Good for you. (laughs) Suddenly I have this job. I was a defense attorney. I'm like, what do I do? (laughs) Uh Now Um, what do I do? (laughs) (laughs) It's true. So one of my prosecutors came in and he kept telling me, we have Walt Heisenberg in jail. And and I have to tell you that I've been a mom and I'm a DA and I'm just really busy. And I'd heard about Breaking Bad because who on earth hadn't? Yeah. Exactly. And, uh, and I kept saying, I don't, I don't understand. What do you mean? Why are you thinking that that's not his name? And that led me to binge watching Breaking Bad. Oh. So I learned who Walt Heisenberg was and why he was probably not in our jail. Yeah, right. probably. Trafficking. Awesome. <laughs> That's a great story, though. That's cool. So little did Vince Gilligan know that he, you know, created this whole subculture yeah. of people taking on the identity of his characters. So, Absolutely. but he's such a fantastic writer. He's really a hero mm-hmm. of mine. Yes, he's indeed. Great. Now, having been a lawyer, how does that relate to your writing, if at all? A lot. I would say a lot of times I throw an attorney in there and mm-hmm. it's just, you know, I've, uh, I'm 50 years old. I just have a lot of stories to tell from a lifetime as a trial attorney. So these characters, they tend to be people that I've met Mm -hmm. and uh, people that I know and legal things that have happened. Just, I have a lot of stories. So write write what what you know. know. I was just going to say that. You guys (laughs) just 
stole my thunder. Snatched it right out of you. But it's true, correct? You got to write what you know. And I have so much. I had fun in my career doing trials. So I and I have some things in progress right now. But um, today, I think as a screenwriter, you really have to try to make it on your own to get started. So we're mm-hmm. going to put this uh, one movie I have. I have a lot of interest in. We're going to put that in as an independent film. Yeah. And uh, I'm taking my series and putting that into a movie. Sort of, I would say Fargo esque. So that's what we're going to do next. You know, do an independent project, make your own stuff. Don't mm-hmm. be discouraged. Get your stuff out there. I love cool. that. I really do. Now, do you have a preferred genre that you like to stick to? Of course. Which is? Having seen a lot of funny things happen in court, I think I've got a good sense of comedy. Perfect. And so my stuff tends to be dark comedies. Nice. I love the fact it's not just comedies, dark, dark comedies, comedies, which I yeah, love. I love and, it. And I do have a sitcom, but, you know, they're saying maybe sitcoms might be dead, but I don't believe that at no, all. No, 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 no. They're not dead. Keep going with the sitcom. As a writer, what is your biggest hurdle? Oh, this is an easy answer. I think that we allow each other to get inside, you know, that we get inside our own head. Mm-hmm. What do I write? I'm working out that story in my head. That's why I'm not sitting at my computer. And the most effective thing for me is just to put a page count on how much I want to write that day and stick to that. Mm-hmm. What is your next thing that you want to do that you haven't even st- something that's in your mind that you want to start? Oh, I do have something that's kind of, you know, because I love Vince Gilligan. He's just fabulous. Mm-hmm. And I love his new thing, which also has Peter Gold as the writer. Um, I think he's the showrunner, Better Call Saul. So I, yeah. I have something. It's not like that. OK, mm-hmm. but it's based upon my experiences in my life and uh, another dark drama. And, and I go back and forth between New Mexico. Mexico and LA. So it seemed out. Really? There's wow. That's a lot of fun with that. That one's going to be a lot of fun. That sounds cool. Yes. So when do we get to see this? <laughs> well, that's the one, you know, yesterday I actually got a call from someone on that one and there was, really? and they said, because the thing is, since I interested in my other project called Chilean out, that's kind of a Thelma and Louise story where you have a prosecutor and her very artistic sister based in Santa Fe and, and they're running from the Mexican cartel and that's a really just, it's uh, just, you know, fun. Wow, and that, um, that so cool. I was really working on that because I had a name that was interested in that. And then I got a call yesterday. When am I going to finish that one? So that's mm-hmm. going to be my next one to get finished. And what we're doing is instead of doing series is I've been talking them into doing an independent production and we are going to film here in New Mexico. I'm very much part of this film community here uh, because I do go back and forth. Yeah. And so I have a great team. We'll get about 35% of our money back for our investors before we even get it distributed. Wow. So Diana Martwick yeah. has her shit together. Yeah. <laughs> I try. I've you had to do. learn this business fast, man. I love uh, it. Though. You know, you can't be a self-defeatist about it. That's what I tell people. You know, when I graduated law school, I never even planned to be an elected DA and I was chief legal counsel at our two largest agencies. Wow. That wasn't my yeah. plan. One thing is you got to be open to things and you have to listen. And when you get a script note, you know, don't be confrontational about it. They have a problem with your script. You need to figure out how to fix it. Right. See, all those exactly. things she just said, I don't do. 
<laughs> no, you do. <laughs> not and really. So many people don't. That's right. Actually, people that get a script note and they just like man, 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 stamp their, their feet yeah. and don't think about. It. Now I do the stamping of the feet, <laughs> but then I kind of let it soak in, and it's like, yeah, you got a good point, right? Just- exactly. Most of the script notes are good points. And in other words, they might not have the fix to it, you know, that they've thought of in in a few minutes. There might be a better fix because you know more of your story. Yeah. What I do is I try to attempt to enact their fix. Mm-hmm. And then if I think of something else, then I'll do a plan B kind right. of thing. Boom. If, exactly. Because ultimately it's the director and, and your yep. producer and you got to make them happy mm-hmm. and um and you want to work. So I've told people, don't be so stuck on your artistic integrity that you're refusing to change an ending or something. If they have a problem, uh, you know, stand on it if you don't ever want to get your stuff made. But this is a collaborative right. work environment. <laughs> exactly. Good points. All right, Diana, how can someone get in contact with you? So my email is Diana, D-I-A-N-A-M-A-R-T-W-I-C-K at gmail.com. Beautiful. Thank you for coming on. Yes, thank you. We appreciate well, it. Well, thank you Very all cool. for having having me. Of course. And I did have another little funny thing. What's so that? Can I say that? Of course. Yeah. Okay, because I, ha- I wrote this down. Oh, good. Okay, so that I wanted to throw in there somewhere that... You know, for the last 20 years, I've been practicing my Golden Globes acceptance speech. Yeah. And it turns out that that was a waste of my time. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> well, we love having you on, Diana. Yeah, we'll have you back. Thank you so much. Well, thanks. I appreciate it. So good, so good to see you guys. You, you too. know, now I see what you look like when I yeah, listen this, to this. These are our and ugly mugs. Be blessed, friends. Take you care. Bye bye. All right, there you go. It's the Writer's Roundup. Now, mm-hmm. we are sitting at the end of May, so we're taking a summer vacation, a summer hiatus yes. from Writer's Roundup. So we can decompress. So we need to decompose. So what yes. we're going to do is we're going to let you know when we're going to take more applicants. Well, actually, we have people standing in line already. That's true. So they're next, <laughs> but it's just the coordination thing. And quite frankly, I'm tired. <laughs> Is where we're That's at with true. that. Very really true. Is. I say it every five fucking minutes. Sick or, and tired. Yeah. So uh, there you go. But what you can do is message in to complain yeah. about us taking a summer hiatus. There you go. And you can go to makemydamnmovie.com and go to the contact page and you can write in about that. Now, I will warn you, mm-hmm. I'll probably be ignoring those, but you can try. Right? There's always hope. People do write in and hear some messages from the thank you, my damn it. Pamela, <laughs> Little Rock, Arkansas. I appreciated the mixing drama and comedy discussion. A ton of fantastic points were brought up about a topic that's rarely broached. Just hope my comedy script has the perfect balance. Me too. Yeah, it probably doesn't. Donald, Amsterdam, Netherlands. Please retire that gong. <gasps> it was jarring and I hate it. How dare you? Russell, Scarsdale, New York. The addition of the gong was great. <laughs> However, I do feel bad for Mark's wife. Maybe if he keeps banging on it, she'll finally kill him. Sorry, Mark. You had a good run. <laughs> Did I? And when was that good run? 
Asshole. Libby, Riverside, California. Hey. I, I absolutely like love the Make My Damn Movie podcast. It's rude, it's funny, and it's informative. Long after it's gone, I'm sure people will look back on it fondly and miss it. I agree. I hope so. This will always be remembered until people forget. Gerald, League City, <laughs> Texas. True. Might be the worst podcast I've ever heard. Mm. Well, duh. Tyler, Gulf Shores, Alabama. Boy, was I cracking up when I listened to episode 68 and heard Mark's take on Gilligan's Island and the various orgies <laughs> that occurred around the little inlet. Weird, but damn funny. What do you mean my take? <laughs> That's everybody's take, I thought. Everyone knows it had to be a bang fest Come on, on that people. damn island. There's your message. Those were your messages. Those were your messages. We hope to hear from you next time. You know, ever since I brought that up, I have been thinking about it more and more. <laughs> what? Yeah. Okay. Because that had to happen, right? I mean, come on. You would think so. Now, yeah, it was a sitcom. But let's just say it wasn't. Mm -hmm. And he had two damn fine-looking young yes. ladies on that island. No offense, Mrs. Hal. No offense, Gilligan. <laughs> But then you had Gilligan, and then you had Mr. Hal, 400 years old, uh -huh. and then you had the, the, uh, the skipper. skipper. But then you had the hunky professor. Yeah. So come Knowledge on. and the bod. Yeah, but he never seemed interested uh -uh. in the girls, but the girls did seem interested in him. Did they? On occasion. Yeah, that would come up. And uh. even as a kid, I would think, I bet. They want to see his wiener. <laughs> I was a kid. And then years and years later, you know, into my 30s and 40s, I watch it again and I'm thinking, I bet they want to see his wiener. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. But did you ever? You're probably right. Do you remember that? They, they, Vaguely. Yeah, they had kind of like a thing for him. You could tell. I remember Gilligan. He seemed like. He, he liked Marianne. To, yeah. Yeah. It was. And you kind of Mary thought, Ann. and people would say, will they or won't they? Well, of course they won't. It's right. Gilligan. Yeah. Marianne had half a brain. He ain't going for no Gilligan. <laughs> Stupid hat wearing red t-shirt mutt. How do they keep their clothes so clean? Well, I guess they go by the thing and bang them with a rock because that was all it was getting banged. <laughs> <laughs> if you think about it. Where's that rim shot? I don't know. Uh, it's not on this bank tired. and I is here. <laughs> How's that? It's as good as you get. Yeah! Sorry. Oh, man. It's uh, the movie quotes game. Always fun. And this is where I read a movie quote and you try to tell me what movie it's from. And I've taken out the 90s uh, trivia because people did message in, and they're uh -huh. like, enough with the 90s trivia. Oh, wow. Okay. They like the 70s and the mm -hmm. Gilligan's, see, because there's a lot to say about those crazy shows in the 70s. There really is. Yeah, a lot of stuff was going on weird, behind weird, the scenes. Weird shit. And even if it wasn't, I'll let you know what I think was happening. <laughs> so that's disturbing <laughs> on its own. Okay, here's your first one. I'm very important. I have many leather-bound books, and my apartment smells of rich mahogany. Gotta know this one, right? Oh, please. Anchorman. Yeah. Legend of Will Ferrell. Ron Burgundy. The, yep. 
very nice. You said the whole thing, and that's always good. Okay, here's the next one. We're not really violent people. This is our first gun. Keep in mind, these are all recycled. I know. You've heard these before. Really? Uh, Seriously? Ellen Griswold. Oh! National Lampoon's Vacation. Vacation. Oh, man. And it wasn't even a real gun. It was a pellet gun. I cannot believe that you did not get that. The moose out front should have told you. Wow. Damn it. Dude. Really, really, really bad. Okay, here's your last one. Have you gotten any right? Yeah, you got the first one right. Okay, I'm sorry. There's nothing more exhilarating than pointing out the shortcomings of others, is there? (laughs) Wow. You're going to really kill yourself for this one. I might. Clerks. Randall Grade. Oh, man. I cannot believe it. Clerks. Idiot. It's one of your favorite movies. Damn it. What's wrong with you? Okay, now we're going Sorry, Kevin. to continue All with right. the Trivial Pursuit TV cards, the only set of cards that I found in my garage without the game. So, from 1950. From 1953. So, remember, I'm going to give you a little hint. Uh-huh. These cards love Petticoat Junction. That's true. They Green love Acres. Green Acres and the Beverly Hillbillies. Yes. Not really Gilligan's Island, but I think we've covered Gilligan's Island enough today. Yeah. Okay. And it doesn't seem to like my three sons, because I'll guess that all the time. Yeah, but there was and I think there was one question they're... about Uncle Charlie. Here's another take of mine. Uh-huh. Pervert. <laughs> I thought. <laughs> but, you know, who knows? Okay, here's your first one. Okay. Who played the role of Michael on All in the Family? Um, uh, what's his name? Rob Reiner. Rob Reiner. God bless it. <laughs> oh, man. Meathead. Yep. If you would have said Meathead, I would have got it. Just reading the cards, man. Here's your next one. What was the name of the eldest daughter on Family Affair? I would have got this one. <laughs> Did you spend time with her in the bathroom? Sissy with a C. And yes, what? thank you very much. I spent plenty of time, quality time in the bathroom with Sissy. With a C. From Family Affair, figuratively. Never seen it. Unfortunately. What was Gloria's last name on All in the Family? And Michael's last name. Ah! Oh, man. Stivic. Uh, not, not, not ringing in, a bell, huh? N- nope. Not in the banks. Hmm. There's another one. Sally Struthers. A lot of bathroom time with that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and quite frankly, Rob Reiner. I mean, I gotta say, so sorry. Who were the leading performers on The Odd Couple? I'd be shocked if you get this. Oh. Jack Lemon. What? Oh, that was the movie. Tony Randall and Jack Klugman. Klugman. There you go. Uh, That's too bad. Was I right about the movie, though? No. Jack Lemmon? 
Wasn't he? Oh wait, was it Jack Lemmon? It was Walter Matthau and Jack Lemmon. Yes. Okay, Walter Matthau. But that's the movie, not the TV. And these were specifically stated as TV cards from the thing on the stuff. So yeah, I'm sorry, I can't give you that. Never mind. I'm just don't know what I'm doing. I'm gonna kill myself. No, not yet. Make these movies first. Yeah. Uh, it's the Make My Damn Movie Staff Picks, where we attempt to force you to watch movies that we like. I was trying to time that where the music would stop when I stopped reading, it just but stopped it didn't work. It's I'm going like to do that again, because it should be able to do that being a former radio genius star and talk this up so I can... Not walk all over it or whatever it's called. I see. I should know that too. <laughs> You've forgotten everything <laughs> about know. radio. I don't know the radio terminology. <laughs> the lingo's gone. That's, oh wait, I forgot to do the thing. <laughs> okay, wait. Here we do it one hit more the time. Post. I gotta hit the post. Well, that's when they're they talk over the intro and then they start singing. There's no post. Oh, that's true. Because it's just an instrumental, but. You want to hit it with the fade out. So it's the Make My Damn Movie stat picks where we attempt to force you to watch the movie <laughs> that we like. Oh, man. It's horrible. What are you talking about? That was money. You did not hit the post. There's no post. <laughs> man, what the hell? Number one. There you go. The okay, I don't know Postman always was. rings twice. What are we doing? Oh, uh, the Make My the Damn thing. Movie Stat Picks. <laughs> you just said it. It's like three times. I'll say it more. There we go. <laughs> we'll do it one more time. I'm going to do oh, it right. Come on. Okay. What is your uh, stat pick? Oh, mine is Coffee and Cigarettes from 2003. I love that movie. And it's just a bunch of vignettes really yeah. strung together with uh, famous people in just these scenes drinking coffee and smoking cigarettes. Yep. My favorite was Iggy Pop and Tom Waits. That's right. That's that's a I'm going to watch that again. They just yeah. come into well, Iggy is already at this diner mm -hmm. waiting for Tom to come in and uh he's just like a huge fan of Tom Waits. Yep. <laughs> it's just funny to see really Iggy good. Pop kind of just geek out. And Tom Waits has this ridiculous story about being a doctor. Yeah. It's good. It's just very good. Check it out. It's coffee and cigarettes. Do it. Do it. Man. Uh, I really want to do that again. Because <laughs> I want to make sure that people out there understand. I know what the fuck I'm doing. You shitheads. Make fun of me, will you? Oh, they will. They'll rip right in about it. Okay. My pick mm -hmm. is a movie called Buffalo 66. Oh, God. From 1998. Have you seen this? Yes. Okay, it stars Vincent Gallo and Christina Ricci. Yeah. Rosanna Arquette, Mickey Rourke, Angelica Houston, and Ben Gazzara are also in this movie. Mm -hmm. And Christina Ricci doesn't have a really well-fit bra on through the whole no. thing. So watch it. Yeah. Now. <laughs> oh, man, I had a crush on her. Yeah, she's cute. 
So, written and directed by Vincent Gallo, who was actually born in Buffalo, New York, okay? Hmm. So it begins with a convict called Billy Brown, who's Vincent Gallo, and he's getting released from prison. But he's drowning. I mean, this dude is just dreading the mere thought of going back home to see his folks Hmm. in Buffalo. So, an extreme anxiety, and it's really extreme. Let me put it this way. It's a Vincent Gallo-directed movie. He's a nutcase. He is. So in extreme anxiety, Billy kidnaps a girl named Layla, Christina Ricci, from a tap dancing class. (laughs) Right. He pleads with her to impersonate his wife and go home with them to visit his nut job parents. Mm -hmm. But he's shocked when Layla, his kidnapping victim, (laughs) actually takes to her role enthusiastically as his wife. Check out Buffalo 66. I really like that movie. Very good. It's really good. And I want you to see it because you might like it. So there you go. I'm going to do that again. No! i got to read the thing for my other thing. I'll just use this for everything. <laughs> Wait, what are we doing now? Another stat pick! Vincent <laughs> Gallo. I always thought he had an interesting look. Well, he was a model, like a Calvin Klein model. Did you know that? Was he? That was like his first thing he did, I think. starting to ring a bell. Yeah, I'll have to look it up. I won't, but (laughs) I'll say I look it up. Okay, so here's what we're going to talk about today. All right. Uh, Write what you love. Now, Uh, we often talk about writing what you know, mm -hmm. but what about writing what you love, what I call comfort writing? Think about that. Comfort writing. Okay. There's a new term, Holly Weird, that you all need to use, (laughs) or I'll shit in your face. I'll do it. He will. That's the precursor. You don't want the rest. Uh Believe me. So, over the past year, I will give you a little background. My viewing habits have changed dramatically. They really have. I wasn't exactly sure what was it the pandemic, being isolated, maybe mm-hmm. the constant barrage of people telling everyone to be afraid. <laughs> I don't know, but my taste altered. They really did. I wanted to feel good, even though I never feel good. <laughs> but I digress. I ended up turning to my all-time and much loved favorites, my classics, uh-huh. okay? All the other shit I didn't care about. The new stuff, none of it mattered to me. I wanted comedies. I wanted familiarity. I wanted certainty. I wanted to feel better. Does that make sense? Yeah. I wanted to watch situations that I would want to be in. And isn't that the point of a movie? Yeah. They're nice. You know, they're comfortable. And we talked about writing comfortable movies where people are comfortable, Mm -hmm. where they can relate, right? And after a few short minutes of viewing, I found that I like being there in those worlds. So you following me? I hope I'm not just blabbing on. Anyway, (laughs) it dawned on me that a lot of my screenplays are set in those conditions, and those are my favorites, and favorites of others as well, those types of screenplays. And maybe other writers like, like, you know, mystery or horror or whatever, and that's their thing. That's That's their comfort zone. That's their nice, comfy blanket. Exactly. And that's ridiculous. (laughs) But that's okay, because I don't care about you. (laughs) I don't care about me. Anyway, where was I? (laughs) I don't care about me. That's a lie. (laughs) But for me, it's those worlds that feel good. 
those comfort zones, those funny comedians yeah. and all that it's shit. It's like having a nice bowl of, uh, I don't know, mac and cheese or something go. like yeah. that. Comfort okay. food, comfort movies. Mm-hmm. That's what I write. writing. Exactly. Comfort. You like that? Yeah, I kind of I, I kind of coined that. Mm. Right in fucking front of your face. Whoa. So there you go. Now, here's a great example. Okay. Radio Chaos. Ah, the yeah. very first screenplay. Now, people who read these screenplays mostly comment on how great they make them feel. There so this is my point. And Radio Chaos is one of those. I'll read the log line. You want to hear it? Here it is. A gung-ho te- I should read it like that. No, a gung- please don't. A gung-ho teen in 1981 recruits college day rebels to hijack a sleazy owner's rural radio station to use it as an audition to land a job at the number one rock station in the city. Now, first and foremost, mm-hmm. it's a period piece. So it's back to 81. Right. So there's no cell phones. There's no computers. There's no everything at your fingertips. A comfort time. Exactly. Thank you. You get it. Okay. Uh-huh. Now, this story is my personal story, Radio right. Chaos, for the most part. It's a flashback to a simpler time, the early 80s, and it feels good to go back and live in that time period, especially now. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. The way we're living now, we're all doomed. Yikes. We are. That's why I like writing these comfort movies because you want to live in that time. You just can sit back and kind of put yourself into that movie. Yeah. That's what I like about these screenplays. I love going back and reading radio chaos because it really does put me back in that time. Yeah. It's a story about my life back then, but I'll take it another step further. There's another screenplay here called hit escape. Another period piece. Mm Mm-hmm. It's not about me, unless I was a chick at one time, but that's a whole nother story. <laughs> Maybe. Uh-huh. A frustrated L.A. lawyer is transported back to 1983 Daytona Beach in her 18-year-old body to relive a day she's been longing for and faces having to make a choice to stay and carve out a new path in life or return to gloomy present day. Now, the word gloomy might be, oh, no, 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 no. Again. It's a comfort movie. Right. And I read this screenplay, and this none of this is based on my life, except for wanting to redo it. Oh, please. Begging you. Redo your life? Yeah. Mm. What? You had a pretty good life. Meh. You had a so, good run. Like, what's his name <laughs> yeah. said? Was that idiot's name? Jerk! Anyway. <laughs> Tell me that Brenda's going to kill me. Well. That could happen. 50-50 chance. Fuck that shit. Get the fuck out of here. What the fuck? Fucking Where is it? <laughs> oh wow there it is took that all that time what was the thing i was talking about oh she wanted to kill me yes she wanted to kill me okay that was worth it that was <laughs> anyway i got the thing and hit the escape. stuff and the thing and the thing so i read hit escape 1983 yeah well she I, goes back to 1983 yeah, but, but the whole thing it's just like i want to be in this movie i want to know these people Yes. They're comfortable to me. And I like that. And I think that's important because all of these superhero movies, they're fine. Whatever. Of course, the they're, huge audience. They're fun. Exactly. But you but, can't exactly put yourself in their position. No, you can't unless you're a nut job. 
<laughs> but I really think that these types of movies right here that have been written well could be loved by all. What the fuck? Mass, Why aren't they mass made? Appeal. Mass appeal. There you that's go. What, that's mass what's appeal. Going on here, right? Fuckwit. Ah, you mother. <laughs> what does that even mean? What fuckwit? Fuck yeah. You know. After thought, all this time, I, I would have you the, had the, the fuck box mastered. I, I did too, <laughs> and I have them. Here's how stupid I am. I got them fucking marked, and I can't even hit the right fucking oh, button. It's, it's too late in the day. Ah, uh, go fuck yourself. I will. <laughs> okay. Comfort writing. Do you have that trademark yet? Sure, just now. Okay. Because we're talking Boom. about it on a globally popular podcast. So screw off. Take it. I'll sue your ass. Okay? <laughs> and then I'll say Fuck that because we don't know what that is. So that'll happen to you. Fuck with. <laughs> that's all I can get from that. No, but that's that's a good thing. Uh, it is a great people, thing. People will start doing that. What? What are we talking about? <laughs> Comfort writing, man. Huh? They'll start writing more comfortable screenplays that people can. Uh, I don't know anymore. By the way, we're doing this podcast it's very late very at late. night. I had a cup of coffee at what ten? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ! Uh, I'm gonna be up all night now. Uh, <laughs> all right, we're out of here. Getting loopy for sure. Exactly. And sadly, people are like, you're getting loopy at fucking 10 o'clock at night? What are you, 100 years old? Yes! <laughs> you shit! <laughs> bye! Yeah, bye.